mind. What's on your mind? Information. She's full of it. Things to do, places to visit, and the stories behind the people in our community. That's a lot of information. Throw in a little news and pop culture. That's too much information. You have TMI with Teresa. What have I told you about over here? TMI with Teresa. We're all guilty of TMI. TMI. Welcome. Thank you for joining me for this week's edition of TMI with Teresa. Later on in the program, we're going to talk to Dr. Oz. I love it when he calls my morning show. He does it about once a month. He has already had his first dose of the coronavirus vaccination, and he's got a lot of things to say about healthier changes in 2021. So Dr. Oz coming up on the second half of the program. But first, let's talk about heart health with Dieta Lee from the American Heart Association. It's good to talk to you. Haven't talked to you in a while. How have you been with this whole past 2020, the pandemic and everything? Were you able to go into an office or have you been working from home? Um, I've actually been working from home and um, enjoying that, but definitely missing my uh, colleagues at this time. Yeah, well, and I would bet also, you know, being with the American Heart Association, you and your organization, you guys are hyper aware of people that are high risk and all of the things you have to deal with someone else that may not be their top of mind. Me personally, it is because my radio partner had to have heart surgery. Um, it was around this time last year, actually, as we were going from 2019 into 2020. And um, I know this entire past year, he was just very careful, um, more than, you know, a lot of people about where he was and wearing his mask and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. ha- have you, um, what all, like, how has it been for you guys? Cause I know any kind of nonprofit, you know, this has been a hard year. How has it been for the American Heart Association? Yeah, absolutely. We have been very hyper aware of those that we work with, you know, those that have our, um, heart disease or, or have had a stroke or high blood pressure, aren't at greater risk for COVID-19, but they are at greater risk of complications. So, um, you know, we, we are really want to be aware of, of that and make sure that we keep those individuals safe at this time. Um, As far as our organization goes as a whole, you know, nonprofits um, are struggling and the American Heart Association is not alone in that. Um, So, you know, we are really um, looking for new ways to bring in those funds. We are having our uh, normal events um, through a digital experience, um, which is new and different. And, you know, we're just trying to embrace all of the change at once. Um, I want to talk about some of the things you have going on. February, I know, is a big month for you, uh, heart health and awareness and Go Red and all of that. And I know you have a wellness program, but can we just talk about heart health in general? Just because, like I said, with my radio partner having this surgery, I think there's just so many things about heart health that people don't realize. Until I started working with the American Heart Association way back when I first moved to Kansas City, gosh, 21 years ago. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Until I started working with you guys, I did not know that heart disease was the number one killer of women. And that what is it? Stroke is number three. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so heart disease is number one killer of women, and one in three women will die of heart disease, which is just amazing. Like, I can't even wrap my head around this, and I have been working for the American Heart Association for five years. 
it's, it's incredible. And so one of the things that we really work towards is women don't realize that women and men, um, but specifically women don't realize that health threat. And so we've really tried to educate women on different little things that they can do to improve their heart health. And especially during the pandemic, I don't know, you know, me personally, I feel like my mental health and physical health have definitely gone down a little bit. Um, You know, I've been worried about everybody else in this situation and um, haven't been taking such good care of myself. And so we do have several different small ways that people can really um, improve their heart health in 2021. Uh, Let's talk about before we talk about how you can improve it. I want to talk about some of the signs, because I think so many people and I know this sounds cheesy, but I think we have all seen too many movies or too much Grey's Anatomy. And when we think about a heart attack, we think of the typical, you know, oh, you're grabbing your chest or you have arm pain, which can be something. But a lot of times it is not like that at all. I know that women, um, they have different symptoms. My uh, my radio partner, for example, he just didn't feel well. I mean, there was just something mm-hmm. not right. It turns out he actually had a condition he was born with and had to have a valve replaced. Never knew, mm-hmm. never popped up on any exam, um, you know, anything like that. And um, he just wasn't feeling well. He was having some breathing issues and um, like some fluid buildup. I don't think anyone would ever associate that. If you don't know, you wouldn't say, oh, it's probably yeah. a heart problem. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, people experience many different symptoms, anything from shortness of breath to, you know, upset stomach, flu-like symptoms, um, overly tired um, can be a symptom. And so a lot of those things could be, you know, a variety of different illnesses. What I've heard a lot from people who have survived heart attacks and strokes is that they knew they didn't feel well and they knew something wasn't right. And so we really encourage people to trust your instinct don't ever be afraid to a call 911 or b um you know go to your your doctor and get checked out right away cuz you just never know how serious something is and a lot of times we we worry that you know we may be overreacting and um at the end of the day like this could really save your life and so trust trust your gut Yeah, yeah. I think if you just know that something is not right, what are some of the I know that you have a lot of things on your website, and that you, you know, definitely will have a lot of uh, different things to help create awareness and educate in the month of February. But what are just some minor things that we can do to keep our heart healthy? I know one is just getting out and moving during the pandemic, we've probably all been sitting way too much. Yes, absolutely. Um, And you know, we up until this point, we've had pretty you know, it's still pretty nice out. So people are able to get outside and whatnot, but it gets a little bit more challenging as we get into those winter months. So we do have a um, January challenge on our website, heart.org. It's a 21 day challenge. Each day has just a little tip or trick that can help you improve your heart health. Things like taking time to meditate, taking time to move, Um, tracking your sleep, making sure you're getting good, adequate uh, sleep, grabbing a healthy snack. Um, We have different links to recipes on um, how to cook a heart-healthy dinner for your family. So there's numerous resources on heart.org and just taking, you know, you don't have to do it all at once. You know, people get a little overwhelmed when we start talking about heart health and um, just taking a few little steps along the way will really help 
improve that and um, have it become a habit for you. If you go to your website, can you learn more about the the wellness challenge? But also, are there places that just resources for better nutrition and just tiny steps that you can change throughout your day to keep yourself healthy? Absolutely. There is even a heart check um, program that you can plug in your information, like how much you sit and what your blood pressure is, and um, it'll give you a heart score and then give you some tips to help improve that. So that's one way that you can and can track that. There's also a blood pressure tracker. There's just numerous resources, and, and it, it can be overwhelming, but heart.org is just full of resources for you to get started. So let's go ahead and start planning ahead for February. I like to give people a little time, put things on their calendar, you know, make some plans. And February is heart. Um, what, what, what's, the, what's the official name? Is it Heart Health Month or Heart Health American Awareness? American Heart Month. American Heart Month. Nice and simple. I'm trying to make it too complicated. <laughs> uh, and I know, um, you know, it, it works out nicely, isn't it? That red is the color of the Chiefs uh, right around the time that, you know, that big right. game is going to be happening. And, uh, but this is going to be a time um, just to help create awareness and educate people about heart health. And um, can you just talk about some of the things like National Wear Red Day and, and some of the things that we can do to help create that awareness? awareness? Absolutely. So yeah, February is American Heart Month. Um, We'll be increasing our awareness throughout the month. But you know, that's something that we do all year round too. So February 5th is National Wear Red Day. And so we encourage everyone to wear red. It's always the first Friday of the month. And so it coincides with Red Friday. So you feel free to wear your chief's gear. And the city usually goes red um, during that time. So You'll see buildings lit up red, and we'll have numerous resources on our Facebook page and Instagram, and several businesses in the area will also be um, doing givebacks or um, special events for America Heart Month as well. So it's really an exciting time for us. How Okay, let's compare like 2020 to upcoming events here in February of 2021. Were you able to do most of your normal things last year? And then I guess it was around March when everything shut down, right? Yeah, it's so bizarre to think about going, you know, it's almost been a year. We were able to get in our Kansas City Heart Ball right before everything shut down. So that was our last in-person event. And that will be coming up again this year on February 25th. Do you get to um, have it this year? It'll be a it'll be a digital experience. A digital experience. So, but you know, um, I feel like we've gotten yeah. so creative. I mean, there have been. I think that because enough people have come up with ideas, I think that um, you know it's pretty much the norm now. Hey, yeah, we're having a big fundraiser event to celebrate, and it's virtual. Oh, okay. Well, that's you know the normal that we. My kids are at home doing school in the room right now, so no big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I hate to use the word new normal because there's nothing about any of this that no. seems normal. Yeah, you're right. But you know we have to pivot, and we know that, and so we want to keep everyone safe. It would be silly of us to to get a thousand people into a ballroom together and many of those are medical professionals so it just does not make sense for us you know but we are very optimistic that you know things will continue to get better and we will 
be back in person in no time. So I just feel, though, um, you kind of have to look at it glass half full. I feel that when you do a virtual event like that, okay, yeah, there's some down to it. It's not exactly what we wanted. We don't get to see our friends and see their faces. But you can maybe reach more people because someone Absolutely. who you know is from Kansas City is familiar with American Heart Association and our local chapter, but maybe they've moved away or, you know, there's just so many mm-hmm. people that can be tuning in from all around the world. And hopefully that's more donations. Yep, absolutely. That's that's exactly right. And and we are very fortunate to, um, you know, to go through this experience. And we have so many volunteers that have moved away from Kansas City that are going to be able to be involved. And so we're really excited about the opportunity. And and yeah, you're right. Glass is definitely half full. Well, since we do have some time and it's not until the end of February, are there ways that um, people listening this morning can help you? Are you looking for volunteers? Are you looking for, like, are you doing, uh, you know, is there auction items? What way can we contribute? Yeah, there's a variety of ways. On our heart.org slash Kansas City page, um, you'll see the heart ball listed as one of the events. And we are always looking for um, donations for silent auction and live auction items, um, looking for people to register for our silent auction and for the event. Um, so there's a variety of ways to get involved. The contact information is all listed on heart.org slash Kansas City. And we could definitely use your help. I, I'm just looking through the website right now at um, at the events. And, um, you know, there's all sorts of just little quick little like one line things that are just giving me information and helping to educate because I'm sure a lot of people are, you know, have fun just flipping through on their phone like I'm doing with my thumb right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But I'm flipping through here and I'm looking at there's like a picture of a beautiful blonde woman in a red dress and talks about how I wouldn't be here today without all of you and your donations and support. But she looks so incredibly young. And it says here that mm-hmm. this woman being featured on the website that she had a heart attack in her 20s. I'll bet that yeah. most people don't think that is possible unless you're you know, yeah. born with some kind of a heart condition. But I feel like, you know, heart disease, it doesn't know gender or age. It doesn't. And it really doesn't discriminate. You know, oftentimes when we talk about heart disease and stroke, we think of an older person. And, you know, we have so many survivors in the Kansas City area that are very young appear to be very healthy. You know, you just don't know what's going on on the inside. And so it's not, it's not about, you know, an obese older male's disease. And, you know, we've had even a lot of um, high school, high school students that have survived strokes. And so it really doesn't discriminate and it could be anyone. And so that's just something for everyone to be aware of, because oftentimes when you start experiencing those symptoms, you think, well, I'm too young or I'm too healthy to be experiencing a heart attack. And in reality, that just isn't true. Yeah, well, and then like you said, a lot of those symptoms, you know, we think are what we've seen in movies and TV and stuff, and they can Mm -hmm. be completely different. Um, I love that when you go to heart.org, that there are just a bunch of resources, heart attack and stroke symptoms, and it talks about the different warning signs and what to do. And I love that it also um, tries to educate you about CPR. I think that's sort of a, Mm -hmm. a lost thing that I can remember being a little girl and in Girl Scouts and learning first aid and all mm-hmm. these things. and But, you know, CPR and the way you um, administer CPR, I feel like that's changed over the years since I was a little girl, too. And it's nice that um, this is there, this resource is there to keep us educated as things evolve and change. Yeah. And you can even find a video on there, I believe, that goes through the steps. And in like a minute, you can learn hands-only CPR. 
And so that's something that, you know, I've really thought about a lot lately because we talk about um, cardiac arrest and 98% of cardiac arrest happens inside the home. And so the chances of you having to do CPR on someone that you know and love and live with are, are very high. And so I can't imagine that, you know, that's even higher as we are in the middle of this pandemic and, and staying home more often. So it is super important to know hands-only CPR. You just never know when you might use it. I also, I don't know why I have trouble remembering this, but I love um, the, if you go to the website, hard.org, and it has the stroke symptoms and it teaches you to learn fast, um, which is Mm -hmm. face drooping for F, uh, and then arm weakness, speech difficulty, and time to call 911, fast. Things like that Mm -hmm. help me remember. It's the only way I got through school. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Well, there's so many great resources on here. What, uh, just in closing, would you like to say to Kansas City, let's just remind them that you can do the uh, the 21-day wellness challenge is up on the website. And then as we plan for February, um, February 5th, National Wear Red Day, is that going to be the first thing that kicks it off? Yes, it is. Yep. Okay. And then just plan for uh, just the entire month, a way to create awareness and to educate people. And then the Heartball? Yeah. So Heartball is February 25th. It'll be a digital experience from 4 to 5 p.m. And we would love, um, you know, anyone to participate, always looking for silent and live auction items. And we're so excited to, uh, to continue this long time tradition in Kansas City. Is that just going to be like, will you just go to heart.org? And will there be a link right there? Do you even know how are you still figuring this all out? Like, are you really becoming a digital whiz? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're thankful we've had a couple digital events, um, you know, during all of this. And so we're, we're figuring it all out. But you will be able to register and it'll be on Zoom. So you can join uh, via Zoom. Love that. Well, um, thank you so much for checking in with us and just helping us to get prepared to, um, to you know, take care of our loved ones. Like I said, it's, um, you know, it's really it's hit home with um, with my family, basically being yeah. touched by heart disease. And you just don't ever think it will happen to you. And when it does, it's uh, it's pretty scary. And it just helps you to be that much more thankful for what you have and the people that are in your life. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And finally on the program this morning, 2021, it's a new year. This is when a lot of people make resolutions, want to change the way they live their daily life, make better health choices. I think after 2020 was such a crazy year and with the pandemic, more than ever, people are looking to be healthier. This past week, Dr. Oz called my morning show. He tries to check in with us about once a month and he just got his first dose of the vaccination. You know, also in the news this week, it, um, news came out that Johnson & Johnson is very close to having their own version of the vaccine. But Dr. Oz got his first dose of the vaccination, and he called to tell us all about that. Also, just ways that you can um, change up your diet, uh, get better sleep, and all sorts of ways that you can take better care of yourself in 2021. I got vaccinated last week. I had no symptoms, by the way, no problems. I didn't even get the soreness of the muscle. Uh, and I must say, it, I felt like I, I had a little cloak over me. And I know a lot of people are debating about getting the vaccine or not. Uh, but I, as someone who studies it quite a bit, it was nice to know that if I was exposed to the virus, even if I might get it in the future, who knows, it would be a very, very mild case because I had been vaccinated. 
And I tell you, it's uh, <laughs> after nine, ten months of talking nonstop about this about this virus, it's good to be talking about it as a clinician, not as a patient. So is this the way it's going to work? Is it going to be kind of like the flu shot, Dr. Oz, where we just have to get it every year? We don't know that. You know, it's interesting. The guy who invented this vaccine, he's a Turkish fellow. Uh, he, he and his wife, who's also Turkish, uh, were you know, in love with the technology, spent 20 years developing it, and they designed the vaccine the weekend that we got the sequencing from China. And so he knows more about it than anybody else. He thinks it'll last a couple of years. We don't know for sure. Uh, we, he obviously hasn't been around long enough to know for sure. But uh, we know that the a- infection with the actual COVID probably gives you at, le- well, at least eight months of protection and hopefully longer for most people. There'll be exceptions, but for most people, that's going to be the case. That's wonderful. That's not the only way you're keeping healthy, though. Tell us about System 21. Very proud of this. We, you know, we have these huge plans every January that millions of Americans take advantage of. It's free. System 21 is a combination of intermittent fasting. So we delay your breakfast a little bit, push it back towards 10 and try to have your dinner as early as possible, closer to six. That way, when you go to bed at night, your, your intestines can sleep with you. They're not trying to digest your ice cream at you know, two in the morning. And when you get up in the morning, you've been fasting for 12 hours. So you're already not hungry because if you, if, you, if you don't eat for 12 hours, your hunger goes down. So you can actually go a couple more hours without having breakfast. And it turns out that, and this is what all the Hollywood actors do, the weightlifters all do this. If you can shorten the number of hours where you eat your food, you can eat as much as you want and still not gain weight. Wow. Um, I think everyone just did a big cartwheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eat as much as I want. Um, and then this is exciting. You're going to have a new uh, kind of digital video platform. What's OzTube? So I got my name from the Australians finally because they call themselves Aussies. So uh, yeah. I, got, I got OzTube. <laughs> and the best part about it is I have all these great videos from colleagues like Deepak Chopra and they're great chefs and, um, and people, you know, workout enthusiasts who make these great videos for me. I can put it up in this place, uh, calling it OzTube, but it's on DrOz.com. You'll see it when you go there. And just millions of people using these free videos. Get up in the morning, do your workout, do your meditation with Deepak Chopra, do your cooking class, do you know, whatever you, you know, your skincare program, whatever it is, we have all this great and very curated content. So it's clean, easy to understand, high quality. We will put it on the show. And I think people will enjoy getting all that in one-stop shopping. And I know we're kind of flying through all your projects here, but I saw something that really piqued my interest. I am super pregnant and sleeping hurts me so bad. <laughs> and you have some new uh, sleep solutions. Can you tell me about that a little bit? Dr. Oz, good life. And it's DrOzSleep.com is a, it's a very popular uh, bed, mattress, pillow, everything that you want. The reason pregnancy is, is important is because a lot of women who are pregnant have trouble sleeping yes. and they get back pain. I don't know if you're having that. My yes. wife did. And so the best way to sleep is actually not flat. And I created this line with the top selling mattress group in America because they knew it was true as well. It just was too expensive to make what people needed. So we made it affordable. We democratized sleep. And so if you put an adjustable bed frame, which means that you have the ability to lift your head up a little bit or your feet up a little bit, you can create the correct angles to take the pressure off your spine. But even more importantly, and we show this in a clinical trial that we published, you can actually reduce snoring. It's oh, wow. powerful because you snore because your throat collapses on your neck. If you can put your head up just a tiny bit, and that's what this bed frame does, then you actually have gravity working with you. It also reduces reflux, we believe. So there's lots of good reasons to look at these uh, adjustable bed frames and, the, and looking at your bedding. It's probably the single easiest way to improve the quality of sleep you get. And that will reduce both the anxiety and stress you feel during the day, but also reduce your weight. Can you say one more time the website for that? DrOzSleep.com okay. or if you just look up Dr. Oz Good Life because that's what we're trying to give you, a good life. Speaking of good life, do you ever wake up Dr. Oz and go, 
man, I have a really good life. <laughs> yeah, I'm Dr. Oz. <laughs> Seriously. Yes, I, I do. I, like, look, like, like everybody on the planet, and you know, early hours of the morning, there's always this, these machinations. You're trying to work out stuff that you're we're perseverating over. You know, issues. We all have issues. I don't care who you are. Uh, you know, sometimes they're seemingly s- small, but they're the same issues I think for most people, right? You worry about your kids. Uh, did I say the wrong thing to my wife? You know, what's, what's going on with my business? All the, all the usual things people are thinking about. But then I, you know, as soon as the sun comes up, and I don't know if you guys are like this because you're probably already in the studio by then. But as soon as the sun comes up, I, I look around and I say, I am the most blessed person on the planet. And what am I going to do to prove that I'm blessed? Because you can wallow in darkness otherwise, no matter how blessed you are. You're doing a very good job, man. You, you spread a lot of joy and uh, education to a lot of people. Well, you're very kind. Thank you. Well, and we appreciate that you check in with us every month because uh, it's nice to get your expert opinion on the vaccine and, and uh, you know, all things health-wise. So thank you very much. And um, I hope 2021 is going to be a great year for all of us. I, I know it will be. listening to TMI with Teresa. Production and voice imaging by DJ Sod and Connor Quinn. Get episode updates and read Teresa's blog at TMIWithTeresa.com. Oh.